my gosh. We really need some foley. Like we need some sound effects that are like like the ones on if you were the one, the boink. 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 Boy yo 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to 10% of the Brain, the podcast that examines the truth behind commonly held misconceptions of science, biology, and the body. I'm your host, Luciano, and with me is my co-host, Annika Victoria. How are you, Annika? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. It's weird to ask you that because we've actually been together all day. We have talked already (laughs) today. (laughs) But how are you? Welcome. Welcome on the radio show in the booth with the sliders and everything. Um, Anyway. (laughs) We're like sitting on the floor in a tiny room. Don't ruin the magic. We're sitting in a cool booth. Right. We have our own studio. Yeah, we do. We This is sort of a studio. It is. Okay, so into today's topic, it is artificial sweeteners. Now, the reason we're talking about this today is because me and my sister both drink a lot of Diet Cola. We sure do. When I say Diet Cola, it's Diet Coke. Let's not beat around the bush when people drink cola. It's you Coke. don't drink cola. You don't drink no name brand cola. I'm pretty, I have never yeah. seen you <laughs> with no name cola. I've had Pepsi Max once. My dad once made us do a blind taste test. Mm. Brand, uh, basically it was, you know, it was what we call the no name kind of cola. Just, I think, you know, in Australia, the big yeah. supermarkets called Coles. They have their own brand of cola. It just says cola, cola. on it. Um, we did Pepsi and we did um, Coke. I could not tell the difference. <laughs> and yet I always drink the brand name. You one. always choose Coke. I think I'm just a sucker. <laughs> Basically, I'm a sucker. Anyway, um, I just want to clarify for the purpose of the episode. We are not sponsored by any of the brands that we mentioned today. So we'll be mentioning things like, you know, Equal, Sweet and Low, Coke, Pepsi. None of those people give us money. Um None of those people have asked us to talk about them, but we want to talk like normal human beings who yes. say brand names in conversation. <laughs> rather than kind of like okay, all right, we can say Coke. Strange, fine. Public you broadcasting don't have to say robots. Cola. Yes, other brands are available. <laughs> um, so basically, I drink heaps of Diet Coke. So does my sister. She drinks it so much she calls it D Coke. Da Coke. Yeah, not Da Coke. <laughs> That's a new D Coke. There right. is a new type of Coke called Coca Cola Life. Life. Yeah, it's mm, called Coca Cola Life. They're, basically, they're trialing it in um, the UK. You might have seen this if you live in the UK or South America, if you live in some South American countries. Mm. Basically, it's got a green label. Like the Coke itself isn't green, but it's got a green label. It is half sugar and half stevia. What's the point of that? I don't. Well, it's like all natural. Okay. <laughs> it's going to drive you All crazy. Right. Anyway, that's just a little interesting fact. There's a new type of Coke coming. It's on its way. You do sound like you're a, that we are being paid by Coke. Well, when I say <laughs> you're advertising names, the new type of Coke. When we're Why on, are we when advertising we're recording the new type audio of Coke? And I'm like talking about brands. I feel like I have to do that. 1950s announcer voice brought to you by Pickerman's washing machines. Just like. Anyway, all right. You drink a lot of Diet Coke. Get okay. to the point. I drink a lot of Diet Coke. And I don't know why it's disgusting. It's so good. Anyway, soft drinks are the worst. Controversial opinion. To me now, it tastes better than normal Coke. To be perfectly honest. Anyway, I started drinking it because I drank a lot of soft drinks and I wanted to replace all the calories of that sugar. Um, because your dietitian told you, right? Yeah, because well, my dietitian told me that I needed to cut down on calories to lose weight. 
to lose Cut down weight. On sugary foods. You know, that's the boring mm. background. And so basically I love soft drinks so much, so I switched to Diet Coke. Yep. What people are often telling me is that I'm gonna get cancer. <laughs> like they're constantly telling <laughs> from me. From Diet that. Coke. From Diet Coke. Right. Everybody I mention is tells me that I'm gonna get cancer. Apart from me. Apart from you. Specifically brain cancer. So a while ago I actually asked you like to look into it, put your science scientist cap hap on hap cap yeah. scientist cap on put my science cap on a little known I fact did, I in science it's actually called a hap <laughs> no okay so basically so i, told I you put to... my scientist cap on and i studied this for you yeah. and i said luchi you can drink as much diet coke as you want and you're not gonna... well yeah. okay you can drink diet coke in a reasonable amount and you're not going to give yourself a brain tumor or cancer yeah. you're fine don't listen to those people you basically gave me like the too long didn't read tldr yes. version And that kind of has tided me over until the people telling me I was going to get cancer has sort of reached critical mass. Like I'm a normal human. And when people tell me all the time, I'm going to get cancer, it gets to you. I don't want cancer. I'm like everybody else in that regard, you know, so let's do it in depth. And you can actually tell me why do people think this is going to give me cancer? Why is it actually not probably going to give me cancer as long as I drink it in moderation And I think the thing we need to talk about is the artificial sweetener that's in most of these drinks. That everyone's scared of. Yeah, the the kind of buzz word that people are always giving me is aspartame. Aspartame. Yeah. So what is aspartame? Aspartame, yeah. So that's the the chemical that's used in Diet Coke. Um, It replaces sugar, which makes Diet Coke and Coke Zero, you know, virtually sugar-free. So, Yeah. yeah, that chemical is aspartame. And that is the particular chemical that people think gives you cancer, along with a whole host of other illnesses, um, including Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, lupus, seizures, headaches, depression, anxiety, memory loss, birth defects, and death. Wind it back. Lupus? Yeah. Is, lupus? Is, isn't lupus... Is lupus something you can just get? Well, there isn't really one kind of distinct cause for lupus, and it's kind of a shady disease. We don't really know the origins of it. There's a small genetic component possibly but it's the same with all of those illnesses i just listed like alzheimer's and multiple sclerosis and seizures Mm. you kind of really don't know what causes them in a lot of cases so a bunch of people just went yes aspartame that causes all these things okay so run through for me like what okay what actually is aspartame what's aspartame well first i'm going to tell you about artificial sugars because there's a number of different artificial sugars aspartame just being one of them one of many so aspartame um you might actually know it as nutrisweet or equal yeah equal equal is is equal only what it's called here in australia Mm, i'm not sure because they have sweet and low in america is that aspartame i'm actually not sure about sweet and low that might be saccharin okay anyway um so artificial sugars are also known as non-nutritive sweeteners, non-caloric sugar, sugar substitutes. Basically, they replace sugar in meals because, you know, sugar, having a lot of it, isn't that good for you? Yeah. And these sweeteners are often, um, so they can either be made of things like amino acids. So like mm. aspartame is made up of amino acids um, and they are often a lot sweeter than sugars per gram. So you can use like less of them and get a sweeter effect. Or they're actually things like sucralose, um, which are modified sugars. And there aren't these ones aren't actually recognized as food by the body. So they give foods a sweet taste, but they pass through the digestive system completely undigested. 
prepared. Mm. So so the reason that that you can have less, you know, calories if you use these fake sugars is just because you need so much less of it mm-hmm. to create the same level yep. of sweetness. Yep, that's exactly right. Oh, so it's not like it's just something that is magically sweet, but it's not sugar. It's like yep. a sweet thing, but it's so much more sweet than sugar mm-hmm. that you put just a little tiny bit in. Yeah, I actually think um, one particular type of sweetener um, called neotame is actually 13,000 times sweeter than normal table sugar. Oh, so you know you only really need a very small amount mm. of it. You wouldn't want to eat a teaspoon of that. Sugar over, well, sweetness <laughs> overload. So aspartame, that's the one that's in Diet Coke. So I'll talk more about that one. Mm. Um, aspartame is, well, if you know anything about chemistry, which you don't. No. So I don't know why I'm bothering telling that's you That's like this. the whole premise of this show <laughs> is that I don't. For anyone out there who knows about chemistry, it's a dipeptide molecule made out of two amino acids and a methanol molecule. Okay. So that means nothing. Continue. So when aspartame is broken down by the body, it's broken down into the amino acids aspartic acid, mm. phenylalanine, and the simple alcohol called methanol. Yeah. So aspartic acid is an, a non-essential amino acid, which means that your body actually makes that naturally. Yeah. Um, and it's used in proteins, as all amino acids are, and it's also important in a lot of metabolic processes and in the synthesis of new DNA. Phenylalanine is an essential amino acid, meaning that the body can't actually make it itself, but it's in a lot of different foods um, and it's also used by the body to make different proteins. It's a precursor for some neurotransmitters. Mm. Methanol is a simple alcohol. And this is a molecule that is actually toxic to humans. Okay. But in very, very small quantities, it's fine. And it's actually found in very small quantities in so many different foods, including fruits, including milk. So, you know, the body can handle it. It's used to... So there's aspartame in milk? No, not aspartame, methanol. Methanol. Yeah, But methanol is is part of aspartame. Part of aspartame. So there's methanol in fruit. Yeah. And there's methanol in milk. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's in tomatoes, citrus fruits. So it's it's the methanol, which people think is the dangerous part of aspartame. Yes, actually, some people think that phenylalanine is dangerous. And that's because there are there's a very small subset of the population that has um, a, dif- a disease where they actually can't break down phenylalanine and it become, can become toxic. But if you have this disease, you know about it from birth. That's why things like Diet Coke have to say contains phenylalanine yeah. on the label. You've probably seen that before. Never seen that before. <laughs> ne- never read the label that closely. <laughs> It'll say contains phenylalanine because there's a small subset of people who have this disease called PKU, which means they can't have phenylalanine in their diets, but everyone else can have it. It's totally fine. The body uses it to make proteins. You need it in your diet. And this thing where you can't have phenylalanine, you know, you've got that. You've got that from birth or you don't have it. Yes. Right. You can't just get it. It's a genetic thing. So if we break down, some people think it's the phenylalanine, but that's only if you've got this specific thing where you can't have phenylalanine, Mm -hmm. PKU. Yeah. Some people think it's the methanol. Yeah. Okay, so the methanol thing is methanol can be toxic and you can get methanol poisoning. Yeah. And also methanol is, you've probably heard this, is um, converted into formaldehyde. Okay, in the body. In the body. So mm-hmm. the body turns. Okay, so it, when people say artificial sweeteners have formaldehyde, mm-hmm. what they mean is that your body turns methanol into formaldehyde yes. in your, while yep. it's in the, as part of the yes. digestion and process. And then your body also turns that formaldehyde into formate. And okay. the body does this with you know, fruits and everything else that has methanol in it. That's okay. why aspartame just isn't, it isn't going to give you 
methanol poisoning, unless you drink maybe like a hundred or so Diet Cokes, then you might be starting to give yourself a bit of methanol to- toxicity. Just mm. don't drink a hundred Diet Cokes in a day. You'll be okay. fine. I'm probably safe, but my sister, I don't know. <laughs> She's never drunk a hundred. Okay, but so that's that's methanol poisoning. Mm-hmm. But the thing people are always telling me is I'm going to get cancer. Cancer? Yeah. Mm, okay. So where does that come? I mean, because that's because some, you know, methanol poisoning and cancer are two completely different things. Why? Why are people telling me I'm going to get cancer? Specifically, brain cancer is the things people yeah, are always yeah, telling me. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, actually, the brain cancer thing comes from this internet hoax that was um, on the internet, I think, in the late 90s. There was okay. a whole internet email chain hoax thing yeah. about aspartame where I think the, all of the brain tumor stuff comes from specifically however Mm. there have also been rat studies done where rats given things like aspartame and other artificial sweeteners have gotten cancer right however however these are rats these are not humans thing is rats get cancer like really really easily like really easily sucks to be a rat yeah well there's a particular type of lab rat that is basically bred to get cancers and tumors really easily. So you give them anything, they'll get a tumor. <laughs> so hold on. So so all these things that come out in the newspaper, where it's like X gives you cancer, Y gives you cancer. Yeah, that's usually because they've done a rat study. That's actually because there's just these rats that really, really easily get cancer. Yeah. yeah so I, why? So why do they even use these rats? Okay. Well, rats and mice are really useful as model animals um, for you know drug studies and for disease studies, mm. but they are. Like, because they're mammals and they're used because they're very small and easy to breed and people don't really care that much if you kill rats and give them horrible diseases because they don't really like them, which is a bit sad. That is sad. But that's why we use them. But, you know, you have to then continue these findings from rats and mice in humans because we're not the same animal. We respond to things differently. We respond to chemicals and aspartame differently. So, okay. So... And the thing is that aspartame is actually one of the most studied molecules on the planet. Really? Pretty much. Okay. So it's not, so this, we have more info about aspartame than just this original, like, <laughs> people, early adopters of the internet sending around an email chain. We do. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies. The FDA, the... Um, That's the, so this is the American body, which is the federal... Food, uh, Federal Food and Drug Agency. Yeah, the FDA describes aspartame as one of the most thoroughly tested and studied food additives in the world. And wow. its safety as an artificial sweetener is really clear cut. Like it's been studied much more than all the other artificial sweeteners out there. Yeah. I think I, I vaguely remember them saying on some other podcast, also the European Union. Oh, God, had yeah, everyone into studied it, it. And they said it was all right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're some mad conspiracy theorist with like a tinfoil hat on who thinks that the government's trying to kill us all with a Spartan, then this is not going to reassure you. But <laughs> I think, I mean, usually the FDA is pretty conservative. Yeah, they are. So, and obviously this is very significant to Americans because a little bit of cultural context is that in Australia, we don't have that many things with a Spartan in them. Basically there's Diet Coke. I think there's now Diet Sprite is like pretty widespread. Mm. Um, and then also you can get Equal, which for our American listeners is like the equivalent of Sweet and Low you know, to put in your coffee and stuff. Um, but it is not, that's pretty much it. Like in America, you can basically get the artificially sweetened version, I'm led to believe, of most sweet things. You can get the 
you know, no sugar version, which is still sweet. It's got mm. something like aspartame or saccharin mm. or something in it. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is a significant concern to people in the USA because, and I don't know about Europe or I don't know about, you know, Africa or Asia or South America or anything, but I know that in the USA they have a lot of products with this in it. So if this was, this is my other thing that I was thinking, like if this is giving you cancer, wouldn't we see a huge increase in the amount of cancer since... Oh, but don't we? No. I mean, we do, but that's because we're living to a longer age. Older people get cancers more easily. Okay. So <laughs> they're the... not dying of infectious diseases. So we, I guess more people are dying of cancer, but that's because they're not dying of other things. Right. So it's not because we're all drinking... No. Artificial. <laughs> and there's been a lot of epidemiological studies done. There's no conclusive evidence or link or... There's just nothing to link artificial sweetness to cancer i just wanted to mention that that rat study that was done it yeah, was yeah. done back yep, in yep, yep, 2006 yep. with the aspartame i think they actually gave the rats like way more than what was the acceptable daily intake as well okay and um you basically have to yeah drink about 100 or so diet cokes if you want to go over the acceptable daily intake for your aspartame so for me to put myself in danger of getting cancer i'd have to somehow make myself as susceptible to cancer as especially bred cancer susceptible type of inbred rat and i'd have to consume literally liters and liters every day yeah okay well i think you're pretty safe that's pretty reassuring (laughs) so is that so the whole origin of this is just that email chain thing i mean that's part of it yeah why is this so widespread i mean everyone i talk to thinks that even and they even just think it quite casually well you know formaldehyde Sounds like a pretty scary chemical. Yeah. Right? I think that just scares people. The idea that, you know, you're being told that there's chemicals in your food. Yeah. Just scares people. And it just becomes kind of an urban legend that just perpetuates itself from word of mouth. But it's not actually got formaldehyde in it. It's just broken down into formaldehyde in your body. Mm -hmm. So are there lots of dangerous you know, what we think of as quote unquote dangerous chemicals that actually exist in small amounts in your body? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all have a little bit like apples. Have apple seeds have yeah. cyanide in them. Really? Yeah. Well, that's why you don't eat the seeds, right? Yeah, that's why you don't eat, you know, 100 apple cores. But if you accidentally eat a couple of apple cores, you're going to be fine. Like your body is able to deal with small amounts of chemicals, which at a large, actually any anything you eat at a large amount is toxic to you. Mm. So Absolutely everything, anything. Everything in moderation. Water in a high enough amount is toxic to you. Really? Yeah. What? H2O. What? Yep. Can kill you. You're bursting my bubble, dude. <laughs> Okay, so basically it's just like everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Even including aspartame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, moderation is, it's way better to have Diet Coke if you're looking out for, you know, obesity and yeah. sugar levels in your diet than drinking regular Coke. So, Okay, now there's this one, there's another thing. This is not as common as people telling me I'm going to get cancer. Yeah. But there is something else that people tell me about. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, okay, well, it's sweet. So it's going to make you want more sweet stuff. Like the idea is like they're saying to me, okay, you're drinking all this Diet Coke. You're going to say, ooh, this is sweet. This is putting me in the mind of some sweet treats. I'm going to go and get myself, you know. Or, or I've also heard there's this thing called compensatory behaviors where mm. you're like, hey, I drank a Diet Coke. So I, you know, I'm looking out for my health. Now I can go eat that entire right. pizza. Yeah, I'm a bad one for that. <laughs> But if I do a little bit of work, I'm like, okay, well, I did a little bit of work. So I think it's pretty reasonable to watch like six episodes of Justified in a row now. So (laughs) the idea is that people are doing the same thing with food. It's like I had, okay, this had no sugar in it. So now I can have six Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. 
which I think in my head is like Krispy Kreme is the thing which is like the universe's most unhealthy thing. (laughs) Well, you know, just don't do that. Don't do that. So just don't. Just, you know, try and have some self-control and you can have your diet drinks. They're still going to be healthier for you than the complete sugary Mm. versions. So what about the evidence? Okay, well, there has been, um, it has been studied. It's, there's been an, um, this idea that um, you'll undergo compensatory behaviors that if you're having, you're ingesting something that's sweet, but you're actually not getting any calorific content for it, you'll, mm. you'll actually go out and seek sugar, more mm. sugar. Um, that has been studied, but nobody has actually been able to come up with any concrete or conclusive evidence either supporting or dismissing this claim. So it's still kind of up in the air. Yeah. Well, isn't it? I mean, okay, I don't know a lot about science. But from what you've told me, isn't studying psychology and behavior always much more of a gray area than studying, like, you know, the kind of stuff we were talking about before, like molecules and, you know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's a soft science. (laughs) You're going to make everyone (laughs) who studies psychology so mad at us. Typical arrogant biologist behavior. (laughs) It's all right. Biology is a soft science to anyone who does chemistry or physics or maths. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay, so, but but there is, you know, there is more of a grey area mm. when you do study. I mean, yeah. surely even people who are studying psychology would admit that, that mm-hmm. there's more leeway yeah. in terms yeah, of definitely. the results of psychological studies. So there could be evidence on both sides for this, what was it called, compensatory? Compensatory behaviours. Behavior. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you know, just try not to... Have a whole cake after you drink a Diet Coke and you'll be fine. I I mean, it's kind of, it's a little bit ironic because the reason you have the Diet Coke is because you're kind of acknowledging a certain lack of (laughs) self-control. Like the reason I drink so much Diet Coke is because I can't really control how much soft drinks I drink. So I'm just exerting a sort of lower tier of control where I control how much sugar is in them. Mm -hmm. So Annika, what about diabetes? Because I know that, I know that, you know, diabetes is a, I assume, a more and more common problem because of more and more sugary processed foods that people eat, or that's how it's been presented to me. Like that, diabetes is an increasing mm. problem. Yeah. yeah. Is artificial sweetness something that's good for diabetics, or is is that compensatory behaviors thing going to make it not so much of a good thing for people with diabetes to have? Yeah, so artificial sweeteners are actually really useful for people with diabetes because it helps them control their sugar intake. So not only is it good for people who are trying to lose weight, um, it's also good for people trying to both prevent type 2 diabetes, which is just having too much sugar in your diet, and also people who already have diabetes. Mm. But an actual thing that I wanted to bring up was that there was a study that came out, I think in September last year, that um, suggested that Something that was in the news a lot. It was in the news a lot, yeah. Um, So, like, The Guardian had an article called Artificial Sweeteners May Promote Diabetes, Claim Scientists. Mm. Um, The actual title of the paper was Artificial Sweeteners Induce Glucose Intolerance by Altering the Gut Microbiota. So, basically, the idea is that by drinking artificial sweeteners, you can increase your um, risk for type 2 diabetes by changing the microbes and bacteria living in your gut, making them more, um, making your cells and your gut microbiota more resistant to glucose. Oh, okay. So is this was this legit? Is this a? Well, I'm, I'm is- slightly nervous because it, the newspaper's done that thing where it just says scientists, yeah, as though like all scientists in the world get together each week <laughs> and be like, guys, what are we going to say? 
<laughs> okay, what is it this week? So I'm pretty sure this study was released by maybe like three or four scientists okay. at a university. Right. Not all scientists, okay. just a couple of people. Um, that's There's only three or four in the world, isn't there? <laughs> there I mean, there's Stephen Hawking. There's Albert Einstein, but he died. <laughs> Okay. All right, let's just, Marie let's Curie, just stop there. But she- <laughs> let's just stop there. Is this going to like horribly expose my ignorance if I try and name all the famous scientists name I know? Name a living know. female scientist. Name a living female scientist. I Can we cut this part out? <laughs> my God, I feel terrible. I don't know, but I don't know any male living scientists either. You just said Stephen Hawking. He's alive. Okay, Um, name a living female Scientist. We've got homework for the next episode. No, I'm going to sound like the most outrageous sexist. All right. Let me tell you about this diabetes and intolerance glucose thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this study was actually a pretty good, robust preliminary study. Again, it was mm. conducted in mice. We've talked about the problems with mice before, okay. but you know, they mice. are good models. They are good models for studying things like this. Yeah. Um, the problem is that, um, so I think they studied three artificial sugars, but their conclusions were only drawn from saccharin, which is a type of artificial uh, sweetener. And saccharin and is actually not, not in a lot of stuff anymore. No, is it? it isn't. It isn't used yeah. a lot. Well, here's an interesting point about saccharin. Saccharin is not actually using that much stuff anymore, but saccharin has entered the language. Because when saccharine we, sweet. yeah, saccharin sweet, when we want to say something is kind of like fake, mm. it's like fake sweet, mm. you know, but in a sort of cultural sense, like, oh, you know, he's so saccharin. Yeah. Like, okay. So that was, uh, that was a problem with the study. Also, there mm. was, um, they did actually then, um, so they studied the mice, um, for 11 weeks and then they found that those given saccharin then showed signs of glucose intolerance. Yeah. And it was actually a pretty well done study. They then did a um very small preliminary study on a group of humans over a week and found that the ones consuming a lot of artificial sweeteners then had a little bit of glucose intolerance. Mm. So um they did find that, but the study's also been torn apart by a bunch of other scientists. You know, they've torn apart the small sample size of the humans and Basically, I mean, we have done very, very large human epidemiological trials mm. with artificial sweeteners with more than 10,000 subjects, which just finds absolutely no association between drinking artificial sweeteners and type 2 diabetes. So there was actually a study done in Europe um, last year, which um, had more than 10,000 subjects, and they found a strong association, as you would expect, between sugary drinks and type 2 diabetes. Yeah. It did find an association with artificial sweeteners, um, so like Diet Cokes and stuff, and type 2 diabetes, but this association went away when you controlled for um, the people who were overweight and trying to control their right. energy intake. So the, so the, the reason diet. there's a correlation between diet stuff and type 2 diabetes is people who already have type 2 diabetes or a, are drinking or are obese and right. likely to get it yeah okay. so when you take that away there's absolutely no evidence that uh, that artificial sweeteners and diabetes mm. are related so correct me if i'm wrong but this seems to be a more general problem with science reporting is that Somebody does a study which says something which is kind of a bit like kind mm-hmm. of sexy in terms of the news, oh, like yeah. something about cancer or something about, you know, some common disease or something that people like will give you cancer or whatever. And the scientists who actually do it often aren't making that claim. Like mm-hmm. they're just, you know, they're basically just doing research. And if they get a certain result, they go, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. And like this, this will be interesting for this further research. This was a preliminary research. study. Yeah. yeah. You really can't draw any conclusions from it. But then... 
news outlets and media just take it and they run with it and that's why you hear like every week mm. like chocolate gives you cancer chocolate doesn't give you cancer chocolate extends your life by a hundred years you yeah. know red wine is the other thing mm. red wine is really good for you red wine is not good for you red like, wine gives you cancer yeah, yeah red wine stops you from getting cancer yeah. i've also heard and eggs eggs is the other thing uh-huh. it's like eggs are good for you actually eggs are bad for you like you know you have to you have to look at really big groups of people over a long time to actually figure these things out definitively, right? Yeah, and you need to study these things more than once. So, Mm. yeah, this was an interesting study, but there were quite a few problems with the study and it warrants further research. But before you can say anything about it causing diabetes, you really need to research it more and more and more. Mm. And basically, drinking diet drinks is going to be much better for you than drinking, like, you know, 10 Cokes a day. Like, we know that there is a strong link between sugar and diabetes. There's, like, this very, very tenuous possible link between artificial sweeteners and diabetes. So, like, if you're going to choose one or the other, if you have to absolutely drink some kind of soft drink, choose the diet drink. Okay. All right. So, basically, you're not going to get cancer from Diet Coke. Good. You're probably not going to get diabetes. If you have to drink it, it's better than Coke. Okay, so... And don't drink it if you have PKU. That should tide me over for about six months until I start to freak out again because so many people people have told told you that it breaks down into formaldehyde at high temperatures, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you so much, Annika, for bursting my... Well, actually, you didn't didn't actually burst my bubble today anymore. You put you put you me in a coke. put me in a bubble of reality. A bubble of delicious coke. <laughs> yeah, a big coke bubble. I don't know, but I I feel unburst. Is that something? I feel like my you've you've thickened the walls of my bubble. Stop this analogy, please. <laughs> this is getting stretched. Stop this, this is such analogy. a long bow. Oh. You can drink diet coke. Okay, thanks. Long story short, all right. I can have diet coke. Cool. See you next week. <laughs> next week. Oh, that's a bit of pressure. Yeah, God, no. <laughs> No, don't commit to any <laughs> regular schedule. No schedule. The next one will come out when it comes out. <laughs> okay, so number one, I want to say thank you to everybody who has subscribed. We have been doing so well in our subscriber numbers. Somehow. I who know. are you all? Who are you all? How are you spreading this? However you guys are spreading the subscriber numbers, continue to do it. Yes, please. If you're telling people about the podcast by word of mouth, please continue to do it. If you are posting it on social media. Giving us a review on iTunes. Oh my God, that is the best one. Please, if you like the show, review it on iTunes because we need a certain number of reviews before we're allowed to see any of them. Yeah, and I want to see what people are saying. And I want to see what people are saying. Or do I? Don't say anything bad. You can only leave a review if it's good. <laughs> it's not. You can leave any type of review that you like. It's good. Yep. Constructive criticism is welcomed, but, you know. Just be nice. But maybe don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, and thank you so much to OMFG, whose song Hello we use as our intro and outro song. And thank you so much to you, Annika. And just thank to remind to people. Thank you, in case, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just in case um, there are people who listen to this podcast who don't know about your other work, how can people find you out there on the internet? Well, you can find me on Pine Needle Collective blog. You can also find me mm-hmm. on Twitter at, at LittlePineTree3 or Instagram at, at LittlePineNeedle. Mm-hmm. And what about YouTube? Oh, you can also find me on YouTube as Annika Victoria. And we also have a website for 10% of the Brain now, which is 10%ofthebrain.wordpress.com. I didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not cover the technical side of the podcast. I am a technophobe. All right. Let's let's say goodbye. All right. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. See ya.